wanted to take a break from the normal give some advice and just have some story time. The great irony of life is this. We all want a life we love and more time with the ones we love. But our job, the very thing that's supposed to be the financial vehicle to provide that freedom, is the very thing that chains us down. Do you think you have what it takes to rise above yourself? Are you ready to start transforming your dreams into reality? If so, I'm Cody Teal. Welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast, a tribe of dreamers and doers, rebels and fighters that are here to prove to the world you can have your cake and eat it too. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast. I wanted to just sit down and tell some stories today. I know a lot of times when new reps get in the industry, they sit there and look at a lot of these veterans and they wonder like, wow, they're just like, it seems like it comes so easy to them, but it's not always like that. And like, I know that I've had a lot of formative experience in my early years that really helped make it, make me more successful in my career. Um, But it's worth like hearing some of those early like failures to help get some context and like maybe just help you realize like the, the, path is not paved in gold like it's in bumps and bruises and lots of detours and dead ends um now i want to specifically talk about door-to-door so my first experience door-to-door and i actually want to talk about my first door-to-door salesman i ever met and it was so i grew up in a small town in idaho and we grew up in a subdivision outside of idaho falls and uh i mean at the time i thought like fifty thousand people was a really big city right um i thought that was like a humongous city um, but it turns out it wasn't, and we lived on the outskirts. It was like in the County area. And I remember, I don't, I think I was like 10 years old or nine years old. And I remember hearing a knock at the door and coming to the door and there was this black guy. I, I think this was the first black man I'd ever seen in my life the first time. And he says, come out here, go, go get your mom. Let me show you got some dirty spots I need to show you to clean here. And he, like, we all came out, it was like all his kids, and we were just like at the spectacle of this. And uh, he just like sprays this like magic spray on some stain in the driveway and like, dis- it was like an oil stain or something, like disappeared. And I was like, holy crap, this is a miracle. Mom, you need to buy this. <laughs> and I remember asking him like, how did you get here? Like like, where's your car or something like that? And he's like, these are my tires right here. And he pointed to his shoes. And I don't, my mom ended up buying it. I think she was crazy because that stuff was like so sick. Um, But that was like the first time I ever remember like seeing someone go door to door. And it was, I don't remember how old that man was, but it was, obviously I still remember it today. Not because I like got into door to door, but because like, I remember someone having the gumption for us in the middle of the county, and we didn't get hardly any door-to-door people out there, um, to come out there and hustle and try to sell a product. And I like, honestly, like if I could find out who that guy was, I would go and give him a big hug and just say like, dude, give me all the products. Like I'll buy a hundred bucks, like $200 worth of these bottles. Like this is amazing. You know, like it, it, it was that like, it left that big of an impression. I was just seeing someone out there, a man out hustling, trying to provide for himself. And I, I remember actually never looking down on him. I think a lot of people look down on door-to-door salesmen. Um, and I remember that, ne- I ne- that thought never crossed my mind. Like, this wasn't a bad thing. This was a good thing. Like, he had a product or service that he cared enough about to go knock on the door. And, uh, and, and maybe that affected my 
career later on. Maybe that mindset was like something that made me want to do it. Um, but I, my first order experience, a lot of times I say it was pest control. My first order experience outside of like, like boy scouts and like knocking on doors for food was in college. My freshman year, I had a, a, a good buddy from high school I met up with and he's like, Hey Cody, how you doing? You want to have a job? And I was like, Sure. What is it? And he's like, we're going to go door to door sell cable. And this is in Utah. And like, I swear Utah is like the worst place to go door to door. Um, and it was like in the middle of winter. And I was like, sure, dude. And he just got off his mission. And, uh, it was, I, I had no clue what we were doing. Zero clue. So he took me to like Cafe Rio. And that was the first time I went to Cafe Rio. And I felt like all cool that someone would take me to Cafe Rio and like, he just like talked it up and it's like, this is, this is something fun things we like to do at Cafe Rio. I like to take all the mints. And this guy's name is Tom Bateman, by the way. Tom, if you're listening to this, um, appreciate you for your first foray into door door or my first foray into door door. Thank you. And he like took just, and this is an embarrassing story though. He took like literally a handful of mints and stuffed it in one pocket and took another handful of mints, stuffed in the other pocket, and just like walked out <laughs> Cafe Rio. And I was like, holy cow, this guy's got some cojones. And, uh, he's like, cool dude, well I'll call you and we'll go hit some doors. And so like he calls me up and we go in like this old, old beater car. Like it was, I don't, and he like plays Brian Regan the whole way. And I'm just like silent. I'm like, what are we doing? And he would just stop in some like random neighborhood in, in Utah. And it's like super, it's in the middle of fall coming on winter, really short days. And he says, here's the product. Just go knock on door. It's like, here's, here's the, here's the like here's your clipboard just go knock on doors and see if people want cable like literally that was all he said and i remember like no one (laughs) no one wanting me to talk to me about cable and just like hating the experience and he would be like i don't you love talking to people i love just talking to people and i'm like dude this sucks and i think i went out total like three or four times and i do remember one dude and this is like utah just you guys know is like for some of you that don't know, it's like mostly members of Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, which are supposed to be like really nice, kind people. But if you knock on the door, like they want to kill you. And I remember like just getting eaten alive and thinking like, wow, the members of my own church are so jer- like jerks. Um, and then this one dude like with tattoos, like ear piercings, like what it was like freezing too. And he like let me in. He's like, dude, what are you doing out here? He's like, I can't buy your stuff, but can I get you some hot chocolate? Or he was like so loving and kind. It was like such a stark contrast to me of like, you know, these people that look so perfect and nice, but they're being so rude. And this guy that's like definitely against the grain, like welcoming and being loving. Like I remember that experience specifically, but I remember just getting eaten alive and not having like a process and thinking door to door just sucked. And then I went on, went on my mission came back, did the whole school thing and then got back into door to door. And there was the same experience with like my first two trainers. Like they didn't really tell me about the, the process and then I got eaten alive and then I had a, a, the owner come in, Josh Crosby came in and showed me and gave me a process and that made all the difference. And so I know this is like a kind of a weird meandering of story time, but I think the, the key lesson that I learned was there actually is a trick. There actually is a process to door to door and it's very, very important that you follow that. And I've got done podcasts before you can go back and look at them. Um, but there is a process to be successful at door to door. And if you continually follow that process, no matter what market you're in, like some people with solar are like, solar is so saturated. Like, dude, there's people out there hustling cable. There's people out there hustling like 
TV or TV, there's people out there selling satellite TV, selling pest control, selling security systems. And I can 100% guarantee there is way more market penetration for those things than there is door to door. What happens is, is you suck at door to door because you don't know the process. There is a process. If you follow it, then you will be successful no matter what the saturation. That doesn't mean there won't be bad days. That doesn't mean there won't be stupid people or even a couple stupid neighborhoods. I've had probably like probably a couple times a year when I was like doing full-time door-to-door that like I ran into like this string of like three or four bad doors and it was just like a little cul-de-sac and like everybody in that whole cul-de-sac was just a grumpy like mess, you know? So I got out of there, got a new neighborhood and crushed it, you know, same day, like five minutes down the road, same, same like town, just five minutes down the road. And so that's like my, I guess if I did want to do a takeaway from today is like, you're going to have lots of experiences. Those experiences are like valuable to you. And most importantly, like understand that in sales, there is a process. If you follow the process and don't skip steps, don't go, don't go to go, just like follow every dang process, every stinking person, you're going to have way more success than if you just try to like straight for the clothes or straight for whatever, right? So understand that wherever you are in your journey in sales or business or whatever, it's not, there, there, there may be some dead ends. There may be some struggles. It may be hard. Um, I still have those nowadays. I still have struggles. I still have days. I think like, what am I doing? I still have days. My wife asked me what I'm doing, um, but I know there's a process to it. And if I keep on going, then it's going to like, it's going to end up, and I'm going to actually do a book review here on called obstacle way obstacles, the way, and I'll end with this and let you guys go on with uh, your day. But uh, it's really interesting. He had this interesting concept about Thomas Edison. You've heard this quote before, but like this, looking at it from this perspective really like shed light on me is it wasn't that Edison was the first person to invent the light bulb. Like other people had invented incandescent light. It just didn't last very long. The reason Edison was successful is because he was patient, patient through over 6,000 different filaments. In other words, they tried, they burned 6,000 different types of material until they found one that worked. And the reason other people weren't successful is because they gave up around like 30 or 40 filaments. Like they like, okay, they, we tried to burn 30 different things and like none of this worked. So we're just going to give up or it's impossible or whatever. But Edison was just like, nope, we're just going to keep going again and again and again until we find the solution. And this is, again, this, this is quoting, uh, oh, the obstacle is the way. Now I'm blanking on the... Ryan Holiday is the author. And he, he said, actually, Nikola Tesla of, of Edison said that if you, if, if someone's told Edison that they threw a needle in a haystack, Edison would go straw by straw until he found it. And I thought that was really interesting. And a lot of times business feels like that way. And the reason most people aren't successful is because they give up at straw number 40. You know, when, when it's actually straw number 1,200 <laughs> and it takes a lot of patience to get through that to straw number 1,200, but it does come. You just have to stick with it and yeah, it sucks. Um, but if you stick with it and just continue, it, it'll go. And that doesn't mean it's not hard and there's down times and times you cry and you're frustrated, um, but you can't give up on improvement. And that doesn't mean your like end goal will look anything like you thought it would, but if you settle, it definitely probably look like you thought it shouldn't. And that like really sucks. So those are the things to think about today. 
And guys, keep it out there, especially guys that are new to sales. Like it's not going to be easy. And if that means you have to like work two jobs to make this successful, then that means you have to work two jobs to make it successful. Like I worked two jobs all through college full time, the whole time. Right. And that was not easy doing 18 credit hours, but like I found a way made it successful, had less debt than I otherwise would have. And also had an amazing, amazing like college career because I had a lot of money to spend. And it was really fun. Um, but like it took a lot of work. And so it, it, as much as we want a shortcut to make it easy, a lot of times it just means a lot of freaking work. And the, I know the people that put that work in, like make a difference. Just like that, that man, that first door to door man I'd seen, he was putting the work in, he's being successful and going to somewhere that hadn't seen a lot of door to door guys. And I'm sure he made a lot of sales. Um, so keep it up and you never know like what kind of difference you're making in someone's life.